Hey, thanks for stopping by. I'm Phil Call, host of our show, We Called It. Joined, as always, uh, with Connor Lucas. Connor, how are you doing? Doing well, Phil. Doing well. So last week, Connor and I uh, actually had a profitable uh, profitable week. We both walked away 4-2. and two. Uh, Good to be on the winning side of things. What, how'd you feel, Connor? Did you uh, feel good with your picks? Did you like watching them? What? Uh, I should have been, uh, I think it was five and one, but, uh, I did a dumb thing and I shouldn't have bet the Pittsburgh Cleveland game. That was just kind of, that was all heart. That was all deep down inside <laughs> where it was more hope than, than head than anything like that. So that was not very smart. Uh, but, and then I, I was shocked that, uh, Tom, Tom Brady didn't cover much less. I thought he was going to, that comeback was, was right there. I think they were up by one. In, in they had the- opportunities, plenty of opportunities that they squandered, but it is what it is. So, yeah, not only did they not cover, they lost outright. So, yeah. Yeah, to, to Trevor Simeon, you know, third, string, Simeon. Cur- third string quarterback. <laughs> well, we'll the, talk more about the Saints later, I think. The juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the Browns burned me too. I had them, but I took the uh, three and a half. I gave three and a half with them, and they just fell flat on their faces. Good thing we got rid of OBJ now. Again, more to come in the show. And then uh, Washington, uh, I had them in my article. I was, I was excited about that pick, plus three. Lose by a touchdown. They had multiple chances to score in the end, and they missed. They had two blocked field goals. Like, you hit both of <laughs> yeah. those. You hit both of those. Name it, get in a kicker named Blue, it's just about right for them. I guess the only thing that good for about that is now they can actually get a functioning quarterback instead of Taylor Heineke. Yeah, but uh, I don't think Fitzpatrick is back, is he? They're just going to have to draft a new one. Yep, just going to keep... That's what I mean. So they keep losing games, which is good, because now they can get... I don't even know who the number one quarterback is coming out. It's not good. It's not really that good, because it was supposed to be Rattler. Rattler has gotten benched. (laughs) And then it's another guy from North Carolina, Sam. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember his last name, but he's had a mediocre season too. So the QB class for this group is actually bad. Actually, the best QB class is from uh, Malik something. He went to, he said Liberty, Liberty University. And they're saying that the Lions are going to draft him. The Lions thing to do. Get a Liberty quarterback to replace Jared Goff. Well, because they have a bridge, they have the Jared Goff bridge, oh, okay. so it's not. They're going to try and Jordan Love it with Aaron Rodgers, but that situation is is not going very well right now. Incredible! So. We actually have so much to talk about outside of spreads for once. <laughs> Can't wait to go through all these games. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in the purpose of time, um, Thursday night football was played. It was a game between the Jets and Colts. If I had to pick a side, <laughs> I'd take the Jets plus ten and a half, and that's all I'm going to say. Terribly boring game. I, I'll be writing uh, my articles as I watch this. Not interested at all whatsoever. I just, just need my background noise. That's all it's for. Yeah, I don't have... Oof. I'm based off solely based off of the Jets last week, which, by the way, was one of my wins because it was the over. I did not have the cojones to pick the Bengals. Luckily, they didn't at Bengals 10 and a half. Up 11 uh, in the fourth quarter after struggling in the first quarter, coming back, getting a double-digit lead, and then... Oh, the know, overhead at the end of the third quarter, so I was like, okay, well, 
I wonder if I would have made more money had I bet the Bengals. The answer is no. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would have to agree. I can't trust anything that Carson Wentz does. What an embarrassment last week. So, uh, I would twice. probably he take the game I would, away twice. <laughs> twice. I, I, and then, uh, yeah, I would probably take the Jets with us 10 and a half here. All right, that's, that was too much time spent on that game anyway. So let's move mm-hmm. on to real football now. All right, we're yep. going to start off uh, with the games we both like. So first of all, Raiders at Giants. I've been against, I think I was against the Raiders twice, and you had picked them and beat me twice in a row. You find, Boom. they come off a bye week, and you swayed me. This line just seems That's so right. low. So first of all, so low. They, uh, I read an article on this one. So excited to write on this one, because at minus three, come on. The Raiders are five and two. The Giants are two and six. The Giants just had their worst offensive game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, and now the Raiders actually get a chance to, like, collect all over their bye week and be like, all right, John Gruden's out. Uh, I forget the name of their new coach. It's Rich something. Uh, he Versace. comes in. Yes. I didn't know how to pronounce it was part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes <laughs> in. You get, you get to get his system going, get more comfortable with everything. And I think they're just going to come out fresh, ready to play. Uh, they've gotten out to like three score leads in each of their last two games against bad teams. They can handle bad teams. I'm super impressed with Derek Carr this year. So, man, I wish he was. A I told this. I told you. I told you. The John Gruden cloud is lifted. Now, here is the only thing that I worry about: the Henry Ruggs massacre is a problem. I don't think it's a problem for the Raiders as much as it will be for the PR surrounding it, they've, the reason I'm still going with them is they've shown that they can handle PR nightmares. Okay. That's the Raiders thing. It's what they do. They can do that. But I am just heartbroken by this whole situation. I've been thinking about it a lot this week. Just absolute nightmare of a situation. Uh, I mean, wow. He ruined his life. His girlfriend's wife, his daughter's wife, life, his, the, 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 obviously the person he killed, her family's life. I mean, it's crazy. If, if you're listening right now and you don't know the situation, Henry Ruggs has been released by the Las Vegas Raiders because he hit a RAV4 going 127 miles an hour, blew up the car, killed the lady, and now he will probably be going to jail for the next two to 30. So, and he uh, happened to be under the influence of alcohol. Don't drink it. Yeah. Apparently, I did not know weapon. this. Apparently, I did not know this. Um, there is actually systems in place for NFL players to get rides home. Like, essentially, it's an Uber service specifically for NFL players to prevent this from happening because it's been such a problem, which is... And, and, then, you, a, and then you do something reckless. Guys. They, just, bu- they build the uh, organization. But anyways... Yes. Uh, based off of this, they get Darren Miller back. Josh Jacobs is healthy. Derek Carr is on the money this year. They're I'm, and and this all of that to, and I and I don't even think that's the best thing. Their defense is is for real, and they're not even healthy yet. So, uh, so I do believe that at some point that will show through. Which I think I think the defense is going to beat up on the Giants this week. Yeah, two big points to that defense. Max Crosby, Stacey Hayward. Max Crosby yep. has been borderline defensive player of the year at uh, yep. defensive end. He'll never get it because he doesn't have the clout over of years of great play, but he's 
one of the best pass rushers right now. And then Casey Hayward was just let go by uh, the Chargers last year uh, because his play had just dramatically fallen off. They said he's at that age, you know, where cornerbacks fall off. And he turned around, and now uh, he was just on PFF's um, all-pro halfway team. He is like a top two, top five playing that level corner this year. They they have the, they have the system similar to uh, what the Rams are built on, right? Get get your pass yeah. rusher, get your DB, everything else will fall into place. Absolutely love that pick. Minus three, I think in my article I'm saying bet it to minus four and a half, maybe even five and a half, but I just don't get it. I'm not a fan of the Giants. Uh, only note on the Giants is they don't have their skill position players. They're all hurt. None. <laughs> they got nothing. Kenny Galladay might be coming back, but if you have one or two, it's not enough to get past the uh, Raiders. Saquon got COVID, and he's dealing with the ankle. There's a very slim chance that he comes back. I was also going to say, uh, Giants are on a bye next week, so I don't think they push anyone That's back for this think. one. So I think they take it easy uh, trying to think. Uh, Sterling Shepard, for sure. Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Saquon, I think, are the four I noticed on their uh, injury report. So uh, Giants defense did somewhat impress me versus the Chiefs. But I, their offense, it's just nothing I can buy into. They're, that pass blocking. So. All right. Uh, let's go on now to Chargers at Eagles. It is Chargers minus one and a half. We both have the Chargers. Um, I'm just going to start. I think this is a major overreaction to what the Eagles did to the Lions. The Eagles looked like jokes for the first three quarters of like the three games coming into this, getting blown out by the Bucks, the Raiders, and somebody else. And then they have one great game where Jalen Hurts doesn't do anything, so they they haven't even shown they've fixed their problems. Versus the Lions. The Correct. Lions. <laughs> the 0-7 that, Lions. Exactly. And they didn't. They, their passing game wasn't good, which I don't understand. They threw the ball like 17 times. Something crazy. Some, some insane stat that it was incredibly low. Mm-hmm. I played against Jalen Hurts in fantasy last week, and I remember I sent uh, the guy I was playing a text, and I said, Sucks to be you. Jalen Hurts isn't doing anything because they're not going to be down going into the fourth quarter this week. So yeah. uh, I'm big against the Eagles this year. I wish they would have traded. Um, sorry, just this week. I wish they would have traded Fletcher Cox. He deserves better to, than to be on this. And they probably could have gotten a draft pick. And they're still doing it perfect from an analytics standpoint. They got three first round picks. They got lots of good players and bolster the roster. I don't know why you're keeping people thinking, oh, we're going to be the seventh seed in the playoffs. That's not going to get you anywhere. You're not going to catch Nick Foles' magic. So, Chargers? Yeah. Chargers are underrated, too. They lost the last two. I, I don't yeah, know what so else this to is, say. Their, their this offense is, an is indictment. Yep. This is an indictment on both, both sides here, an overreaction on both sides, because the Chargers are a good team. I mean, yeah, they have, they're having some issues on defense right now, but you know, and, and I would say this is not, and we'll get to this later, this is not the Chiefs where you've been doing this for two or three years and people have the blueprint now to learn how to be you. The Chargers had were came out like gangbusters and now they are hitting their own kind of lull in the middle. I still don't I'm still not convinced that def- defenses have picked them out and said, Oh, there it is. We know what to do with them, like the Chiefs. This, I think, is just they had a couple bad games, and they still crushed the Chiefs. And you know, they still. Uh, I still think that 
they have a legitimate offense. They're just they're just too talented on offense here. So yeah, I don't even think I think this is a an overreaction on both sides. And both of these picks were the first two when I saw this board that I was going for. All right, and here is the third one that we also agree on. Arizona minus one at San Fran. I, yeah. I, I think people... So the big statement here that got me a little bit worried was Kyler Murray limited at practice or having some kind of injury. And if he stops running the ball, it is a big problem. We saw it last year. However, oh, the other one is A.J. Green out with COVID. So I yeah. think if he's forced to throw more... I think he's in a bad position. That offense, I don't know if they can put Christian Kirk back outside and fill that A.J. Green role in a similar way, although it, Christian Kirk probably turns around and sees the ball coming on <laughs> that last play against the Packers. Uh, but I still think this is another one. The Chargers and the Cardinals. So two weeks ago, we were talking about the Chargers before they had their two losses as one of the best teams in the NFL. They were atop the AFC. Cardinals last week, one of the best teams in the AFL. They ha- in the NFL, they have one bad loss, and it's not even that bad. The Packers are a good team. They had a great game plan. They executed perfectly, and you had a muffed punt get the Packers on the goal line to give you know them a free score. So I think, and I'm not impressed by San Fran. That win against the Bears, I know I cashed out on it, but that Debo 75 yard green on a third and twenty. That doesn't happen. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. rushing for two touchdowns. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I oh am... no, <laughs> absolutely not. And lastly, I am concerned about Arizona without JJ Watt, but I also think San Fran is in a worse position than they're getting credit for. Oh, this is one hundred percent. So here, I'm predicting now: Kyler Murray's not, DeAndre Hopkins not playing, AJ Green's not playing. Okay. Hop isn't coming back because they're going to. I think they are what, seven and one right now, so they're going <laughs> to. Hold him out and say get healthy. Okay. But you still have Rondell Moore. Colt McCoy is your backup. Okay. Colt McCoy is athletic enough, and I think he knows the offense well. And I still think they're going to put up points. They've got James Conner, as much as I hate him for taking points away in fantasy from Chase Edmonds. They've got two studs there. They've got Rondell Moore. Chase Edmonds looks phenomenal. Sorry, just had to interrupt with that. Chase Edmonds has looked great catching out of the backfield. Very helpful for a guy like Colt McCoy. Yeah. So I think you got those pieces there, and I still think even you know with Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore, I I still think you cover versus the 49ers. I'm sorry, but like uh, the 49ers have not been very good on offense at all. And I keep we keep hearing about the San Francisco 49ers defense. I'm not. I haven't watched any of them and been like, hmm, man, that defense looks stout. You got Nick Bosa. Okay, awesome. Okay, you know who else has a pass rusher that's like top five in the, the, the Browns? The Browns do, okay? And the Browns are four and four. So don't talk to me about how the San, you know, the San Francisco 49ers defense and the Browns defense are just fantastic. Okay, it's not, it's not works. So I also think that the Arizona Cardinals defense is pretty solid. They've got some, they've got some horses. I mean, you got Isaiah Simmons as a do-it-all. You got, uh, uh, what's the, the safety? Um, oh, uh, Buddha Baker. He got Buddha. I almost called him Bubba, Bubba Baker. Bubba Baker. <laughs> Bubba Gumpa Baker. Yeah. Buddha Baker. You got Jordan Hicks. I mean, you got some horses there. And I think, yeah, I, I just think this is an easy line as well. Yep. All right, let's head on to the next one then. Um, we'll let you do talking right now. 
Ooh, your Sunday <clears> night. <throat> so I write my Sunday night same game parlay articles. Uh, so I don't have a pick in this, but if you can convince me that the under is going to hit, I'll focus that in my article. So why are you taking the under at 53 and a half? Yeah, I, I think that I think what's going to happen is I think the LA Rams are going to cover this. I think the LA Rams are going to cover this, not at seven and a half though. So I would say they would cover it maybe three or four, but what I think that they're, I think the Tennessee Titans are going to be a little bit discombobulated. And I think that LA might, is going to put up points. I think LA is going to put up points. I think the Titans are going to not put up points. So this is more of an indictment on the Titans. Uh, I, I don't know enough about Julio. I don't think Julio is back. Uh, so uh, Julio is questionable. Uh, from what I can tell, they basically said he's been limited all week. It, it, either way. The it's the Julio Jones hurt. treatment. He plays the first quarter. Yeah. like so. And sorry, Adrian Peterson is not going to save you. <laughs> McNichols is not going to save you. Don't say um, that. Adrian Peterson's on my fantasy team now. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, uh, Tannehill is not going to save you. The guy opened with two picks or something like that last week, and somehow they came back and won, but that was more of a Wentz problem. Uh, no, I think their offense is going to struggle, and the Rams just picked up Von Miller. Um, I think that the Rams are going to score points, and the Titans won't. I just think that's too big of a spread to go with the, my, the Rams minus 7.5 and, and the under. Uh, but I do think it's going to be an under. So that's my uh, mine is almost specifically an indictment on the Titans. So the Titans, uh, one of the best things about them is that they score on big plays. You get Derrick Henry big runs. You get A.J. Brown big touchdowns. That's how mm-hmm. they bursted through and had a conservative offense that breaks. However, A.J. Brown is matched against Jalen Ramsey this week, and yep. you don't have Derrick Henry. And yes, there was a funny tweet where they showed Adrian Peterson can still break a run. It was three years ago. He was playing for Washington, and he broke, like, a 90-yard run. Guess what? Three years when you go from 33 to 36 makes a huge difference. He's not breaking out one of those. Yeah, and he's not running. He's not, as much as he says he's in game shape, you're not in game shape until you get there. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have him on my fantasy team because I think he fits the way Tennessee runs the ball. The big, sure. uh, he, his style is good. I think he'll end up, you know, a guy with like 15 touches a game. He's not going to catch any passes because stone hands. But I'm not yeah. even sure that they're going to give him 15. I think it's more like 10 to 15. I think 15 is a max only because, listen, like they're going to be loading the crap out of the box. They're going to make Tannehill beat them. Now, the reason I say that is also because Derrick Henry is just a man beast playing against little kids, and he can run people over or just plow for five or six yards. I'm not convinced AP can still do that. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that they are going to be forced with McNichols or whoever the other group is. Or the, I don't even know they, they have another they bat. They got another one, De- Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman is the guy they picked up. And then Dontrell Hilliard, who is a scrap from the Browns, so he's used. He's, he's, he's a special <laughs> so, teams player. So I, I'm just I, I think that I think the LA Rams are gonna put a hurt and um, seven and a half is just too big for the spread, but I do think the Anderson. So this is this is like the ultimate question of was Ryan Tannehill held back that much by Adam Gase, right? Because this is the first time ever he's back to leading a team on his own. And 
Um, his last three years, he has been PF. He's been a top five quarterback according to PFF. So right. he's, he's been accurate, but you know, life's easy when you fake the ball to uh, Derrick Henry and everyone's forced to collapse because if they let him get ahead of steam, he's off. Uh, we'll see how it goes, though. They need Julio Jones to be in the game and healthy. There is no way A.J. Brown can carry this the way he did last week with like seven catches for a buck 50 and two touchdowns or something. Um, so they need to have two receiving threats if they don't. Um, I think it's definitely the under. I agree with you after your argument. <laughs> Where well, I here's want, the other I, thing, too. I like here's the under to start, but if, if, if Jones has any trouble or is out, then yes, hammer the under. But here, here's the wild card, because no matter what happens with either of them, Vrabel is still Vrabel, and there will be games where he will coach, we talked about this in the past, where he'll coach down or up to his competition. Absolutely. I think he's, co- he's going to coach up here, and so I think that the Rams still put up points, but I don't think they're going to put up 35. I think they're going to put up between 21 and 28. May hit 30, but I don't think they're putting up 35 or 40. I just don't think his offense is going to cover the rest of that. They might put up 25, 28. I don't think the I don't think the Titans are putting up 21. I don't think they're putting up. So I think it's more along the lines of what is that? You got to have 25 and what 20? Let's see, 25 a piece plus four. So you got to have. You, you know, this would be about 30 to 23 is like the estimated score. And you're right. 20, getting 23 from what the Titans have left is going to be tough, especially when the, the hardest trouble, right, is going to be sustaining drives. They're going to end up, the, yeah. the first few drives, they're going to end up punting almost immediately because they're going to be like, all right, AP, go. Well, you ran for two yards instead of four. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the next one. This one, so excited about. I get to have the Patriots minus four against Sam Darnold. Like, we've seen Bill Belichick completely shred him. And actually, I got this <laughs> last week before the Patriots won. And I got it at New England minus two and a half. So even if they win by a field goal, I still catch out. However, for my season-long performance in this, I'll keep it at minus four because that's today's line. Be fair. But the under is 41. Um, I expect CMC to play. I'm not surprised if he doesn't, but I'm working under the assumption he does. But I've been super impressed with the Patriots. I think they are going to... Their, their offensive line is getting back and healthy, and I think they're going to run the ball well against uh, the Panthers. I don't think they're going to have to throw. If they have to throw, I think they'll be in a bad position, though. Because uh, I think Stephon Gilmore will eliminate half the field and then left with Mac Jones being forced to check down even more. So that's where I'm at. I didn't pick this game for that exact reason because I think Stephon Gilmore and the Carolina defense is for real. They crapped all over the Atlanta Falcons last week. They did. And, 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 you know, part of me was like, oh, okay, well, Atlanta's got some horses. I mean, they got Cordero Patterson, they got Kyle Pitts. But, I mean, he took Kyle Pitts out of the game. They tried to force feed him. And that's because well, Ridley was out. So they said, uh, yeah. Pitts humiliated Xavier Howard. Let's see if he can yeah. uh, do it against another top corner. And you, right. you're right, Gilmore. So, so Gilmore, I, I would probably lean towards New England, also because I just hate Sam Darnold. Absolutely hate Sam Darnold. Three weeks so, in a row of betting him. But, got but to here's you. the other thing. Here's the other thing that for you. Guess who's starting for them? P.J. Walker. So you're not even getting Sam Darnold. That's P.J. Walker has been taking first-team reps all week. So Darnold's not playing. Now – 
I like PJ Walker, but I watched him in the XFL. So that doesn't necessarily translate because he killed it in the XFL. And part of me is like, man, he looked really good there. You know who else started in the XFL? Josh Johnson, Christian Hackenberg. I'll give you a hot take. I'll give you a hot take here. I think PJ Walker may outright win this job by the end of the year. I'm serious. I'm serious. That's a hot take right there. I, I think if there was any validity at all to my hunch that there, he's a decent quarterback, I think he wins this job outright. If he can put on a good show here, I, I, super hot take. We're talking like <laughs> hottest of hot. But I, I think that bad teams, bad offensive teams, Put your best athlete at quarterback or one of your best athletes at quarterback. Your line clearly sucks. Your offense clearly sucks. Sam Darnold clearly sucks. What do you have to lose? You have a guy who is a, is a pretty good athlete. P.J. Walker is a pretty good athlete. You get CMC back. You got Robbie Anderson. You got D.J. Moore. You got speed, if nothing else. Sam Darnold can't hit the broad side of the bar and also can't move very well. The reason he is not playing this week is because he ran outside the pocket and got clobbered last week like an idiot. So, you know, that's the only thing that the Carolina Panthers have going for them. So I'll say this. I do agree with your pick, but I'm not going to pick it. All right. Real quick, don't talk crap about Sam Darnold running the ball. He has six rushing touchdowns on the year. Just remember that. Tom Brady's really good at getting rushing touchdowns, too. You're going to tell me Tom Brady runs, too? Does he have six yeah, rushing no. touchdowns ever? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't does matter. The, the best QB sneaker of all time. All right. Let's go on to uh, more exciting games. Uh, let's head over to Vikings at Ravens. You have under 49 and a half. Just talked to my brother about this game. I was arguing for the under, actually. Uh, Baltimore minus five and a half. Why are you going with the under? Yeah, uh, I think after, again, this goes back to last week. We called the under in last week's game. Oh, I called the under in uh, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Vikings game, and the under hit by, like, 20 points. Yep. Because you have two offenses that want to run the ball, and I think the, I think the under is even higher for this game. I'm trying to remember what it was last week. And uh, last week's eyes. under. 52. So it's a little yes. bit lower. It's a little bit lower, but that also, to me, is makes sense because both of these teams take long drives that hold on to the ball forever, and then they try and do play action. And in this case, you know, the Ravens are even more committed to the run than the Vikings. And they, yeah, you'll, you'll, you may have a couple of quick strikes here, but lo and behold, most of this is going to be two, three, four, five, six drives of two and three and four minutes. And I just don't see the amount of the ball changing hands enough for it to get up there. You know, you're going to, you know, you need 25 and 25 for this to hit as the over. And man, I, the Baltimore defense looked really good, really good. Uh, who did they play a couple weeks ago before their bye? Uh, um, or was that the Bengals? That, 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 that was when they played the Bengals. Of course, before that, before that. Right no, before the they were, got their ass kicked. No, they, <laughs> Chargers, they, they did. They completely clapped the Chargers. That's what it was, the Chargers. They, they beat up on the Chargers. Uh, I think that is more normal mm-hmm. than them getting crapped down by 
the Bengals. That being said, Kirk Cousins seems to be back into Kirk Cousins' ways. Uh, the Vikings, I'm looking at the Vikings, what they put up the last couple of weeks. I mean, I looked at it earlier today. They put up 14 last week. Uh, no, they put up 16 last week. Minus the Panthers at 34, they put up seven, uh, 19 the mm. week before, 7 the week before that. So part of me is just like, mm, three out of four, mm, that might be a little bit of a pattern here. Uh, so, no, I think that I think they both go in the under. I do think that <laughs> it's kind of weird. I almost took them in the Minnesota plus five and a half just because that's a pretty large line for the Ravens for uh, not a high-scoring offense. Well, I was just about to bring that up. The Vikings always end within one score. They've ended. The, here's the ending score, the, the score differential on their games. 3, 1, 13, 7, 2, 6, 4. And it's all different skill levels of teams. The only one they blew out was the Seahawks. And it's to what you said earlier. They have a conservative offense that will not play aggressive unless forced to. Against the yep. Cardinals, they were forced to. Against the Bengals, they were down, they were forced to. Against the Seahawks, they actually just broke a bunch of plays. Alexander Madison looked like so that doesn't count. Against, <laughs> yeah. against the Panthers, they were down. They were forced to uh, score. Uh, but then you have games against the Browns and the Lions and the Cowboys. And against the Cowboys, they were winning. They didn't care. They were just coasting, hammering, Dalvin Cook up the middle, punting, letting Cooper rush through. Blew my mind. When you play a bad quarterback, force him to make uncomfortable throws and in passing situations, run, the, run your score up, make him play catch up. They could have done it. They had Justin Jefferson. They just didn't throw him the ball. Uh, against the Lions, they only scored 19, and they ended, needed a game-winning field goal. It's just who they are. The Browns, they looked bad. Like, I, I don't know what it is. They have so much talent on offense. They have three elite, elite players in Thielen, Jefferson, Cook. They just don't use them appropriately. But, of course, nope. of course, when, when they need to, they, they're like, hey, we got these players. Let's make things happen, and they keep it close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we can, we can get within one score and then end the game. Yep. That I think that's the big problem. You mentioned it last week of having a defensive minded coach where he's like, I want the game to be in the hands of my defense. That kind yep. of philosophy. Uh so I like the I mean, under. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean his defense will keep you in the unders and they'll <laughs> keep, they'll keep you know they'll, they'll be Yeah, they'll be as bad as it sounds, like you defense is in the NFL now is defense will not win you games. Defense will keep you in games, no doubt. But you got to be able to put up points. That's hey, reality. We're going to Cleveland, Cincinnati after this because I have some fun stats about that. I'm ready <laughs> on that game. Um, anyways, I, I, I can bet that game so bad, but I can't. <laughs> Dude, uh, we'll, have, we'll have a personal side bet since you're a Bengals fan. I'm a Browns fan. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and I also argued Ravens are, gonna, are the same way, though, with their team. They have Hollywood Brown. They have Mark Andrews. And now Rashad Bateman, I'm all in on. I told you guys, get him in fantasy. Yeah. He had three catches, 80 yards. He's going to keep coming out. Um, play and balling, so but they're not going to use it unless required to, and it, it just leans to under to low scoring games. So, all right, let's go on now. Cleveland versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati minus two and a half drives me crazy <laughs> that it's two and a half instead of three. Totals at forty seven. Now the Browns defense. You talk smack about them, but listen to this. They actually, I would say, hit me. They they have a defense that is top five in yards allowed per drive. Okay, they are number two in rushing yards allowed per attempt and 11 in net yards per pass attempt. So that accounts for sacks. 
Where do they suck? They have five turnovers on the year. And as we mentioned, I don't care about all those yardage stats because what ends up happening is you get, you get milked slowly or you, know, you play in a low-scoring game and then the other team scores. You get a game like the Steelers game. You need to force turnovers because that's what a defense is good for now. You need to get your offense the ball so it can score. You can't just say, I'm going to slow down the opponent offense. Drives me crazy. Yeah. It's annoying. You just found a bunch of obscure stats where I was just like, that doesn't matter. None of those actually matter because well, so, the, what matters is turnovers. Yes. That, that, I was going to say, that's my point, where it's like, if you run the ball, you're not going anywhere against them. If you pass the ball, it's going to be inefficient. But they're not going to take the ball away from you, and you're going to continue moving it. And that is Here's just, thing, it's too. just painful. Here's the other thing, too. We're talking about this is getting down in the nitty gritty here. <laughs> but if you have an inefficient offense or a slow moving offense, and let's say you do, you start off, kickoff is on the 25, and you move it to the midfield, and then you go, you finally go up. You're going to punt it down into the other opponents, yes. five or six or seven, okay? You have an inefficient offense. Your defense sits for a couple of plays. Your offense sucks. You now are going to punt it back to the 50. And if nothing else happens and you go half of that field, to your point, you're going to move the ball, but it's going to be slow, and it's going to be five, six, seven, eight-yard chunks. You're now on the 25. You now can kick a field goal. So all your stats look great on defense, exactly. low-scoring game, points per game, all of those different things. But the reality is... You never got the ball back in good field position. Your offense was put in bad position. And you can't get out of it because God knows what OBJ is worth or what he's doing. Nothing. The answer is nothing. So he's no big play threat. You run the ball. And they're going to load the box. You're going to get stopped. Baker hasn't been accurate like he has been in the past. So those are all great stats to have, but you can't flip the field. Part of it is just flipping the field. Exactly. If you can't flip it back, then you're in trouble. And that's what the Browns are doing. Now, I really wanted to bet the Bengals here, but I'm scared after last week. So I did not bet the Bengals. This is a rivalry game, so anything can kind of go here. So I would stay away from this game if I was going to bet. It would be the Bengals minus two and a half. Um, I think their offense is for real. I said their defense was for real last week, and then they gave up 35 to the Jets, so I'm kind of pissed about that. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't really know where to go with this game, but it's a hot topic, so if I was going to bet, it would be Bengals, Bengals minus two and a half. All right, so just building on more stats that pad the Browns is having a good defense, but it still sucks. They're number three on defense, according to PFF. It's just one of those things where it's like... <laughs> You need to get the ball back, especially for the biggest problem is you don't have a killer offense. As you said, Baker, we can't throw the ball and make like like the Chiefs. If you if they had a defense that said, you know what, slow a defense down, get us the ball. I don't care where they punt to. Our offense is good enough that we can score like an 89 80, or an 80 yard drive, 90 yard drive, uh, whatever. The Browns aren't that team. They're going to try to run the ball. So, Field so think about this. Yeah. Your best wide receiver cannot be your slot. Jarvis Landry can't be your best wide Tell receiver. Tell that to the Rams. So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> the majority. Because, but, but also, Cooper does move inside and out. So, they move and, him and, into and the And he slot catches 70-yard touchdowns. So. 
So they move him into the slot on three wide receiver sets. They move him outside on two yeah. wide receiver sets. So he's not a true slot. That's true. Take that out. <laughs> Look at your best offenses. Tyree Kill. Okay. Tyree Kill comes in and they do the same thing. He's an outside guy on two wide receiver sets. He's an inside guy on mm-hmm. three wide receiver sets and more. Best offenses that we just talked about. The Chargers. You got big play wide receiver outside and Mike Williams. And then you've got Keenan Allen, who's reliable and everything else on the inside. Adding to your point, when they just had Keenan Allen, Chargers offense did not look great. I don't know if you exactly. remember the years of Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler getting 20 catches a game and them yeah. getting 80 yards. So continue. So the point being, you have to have a guy that can stretch the field. That's two. A guy that can get you four catches for 150 yards. That's what they thought OBJ was going to be. He hasn't been. Mike Williams has, in the games that they've won, Mike Williams was a world beater. In the games that they haven't, Mike Williams has been silent. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, the, the Chiefs, when they do well, Tyreek Hill goes off. You know, they got Travis Kelsey, but that's a side point. But the point is, Buccaneers. those are the... Buccaneers last week, they didn't have A.B. Marshawn Lattimore shut down Mike Evans except for one play. And yep. uh, they were force-feeding Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, nine catches, 150 yards. They lose. Yep. yep. So you cannot have your best receiver be your slot and, and, and win significantly or in, in, in games that mean a lot. You have mm-hmm. to have a big guy that opens it up on the outside. It's just reality. So. I'm against you on this one. I think it's just because I, I think it's just because you know, Browns fan. I want to pick the Browns. As you heard, I just spouted off a bunch of stats that made them sound good, but of course they don't do the things that are important. You know, score points. They win. They win the yardage every time. Um, so I'm staying. Uh, I'll have an article out and I'll have a pick with it. Uh, it's probably going to be on the total for either the over or the under. I want to look into it a little bit more. I think the Bengals have been throwing the ball more, so I'm leaning the over, actually. Um, however, still still to come. Do, do you want to make a little personal side bet? I don't know, like a six-pack of beer or something <laughs> for uh, Beng- Bengals? I would bet and- that. Okay. I would bet that. Cool. We'll see what happens next week. Sounds good. I'll, I'll be sitting here with my fancy new six-pack, courtesy of Connor. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see. Let's head back to the games we actually have picks on. So you have Denver Broncos at Dallas Cowboys. Another one, another under 49 and a half, just like the Ravens and the Vikings. So why are you taking the under here? Again, totally an indictment on the Broncos. Not at all on the Cowboys, okay? And this is, this is again, you know, this goes back to you know, someone like, a, uh, I don't know, but Sam Darnold was supposed to be a guy who can control the game. Teddy Bridgewater can control the game. He can make all the throws that are under 20 yards and all of these other things. But, man, they tried to squander versus the Washington football team last week. They scored 17 points against the Washington football team. Washington football team has been atrocious on defense. The Dallas Cowboys have been fantastic on defense. I think that Dallas puts up points. Denver doesn't. And I think it's that simple. Because they also have refused to decide, okay, we still think we're kind of good because our defense is good. Oh, let's ship off Von Miller. Okay, so our defense isn't really that good anymore. We don't think our defense is going to be that good anymore. Uh, or we just lost a big piece of our defense. And um, 
their offense really sucks. Like, I just don't, I, I don't <laughs> think that they are good. I just don't think that their offense is good. They have pieces. They just got Jerry Judy back. Okay. But he didn't do much last week. Um, I think the Dallas Cowboys are much, much better on defense than they're, they're way better on defense than, than what uh, they're giving credit for. And that comes back this week. CD lamb all of a sudden is potentially out, which is kind of crazy because he rolled his ankle. Um, but that no matter what happens here is Dallas. Again, think of groups that think of teams that have long sustained drives, the Packers, Kansas City, when they're actually doing well, uh, the Cowboys, um, I'm thinking, oh, Tampa Bay. You just don't get that many opportunities to come back. And I think the Broncos, they'll go three and out. They'll go three and out. I mean, they, they did versus the Browns. Hold on. They put up 14 points versus the Browns. Okay, so I just don't see them scoring very much. And I think that Dallas is going to put up some points. But I just think that the Denver is going to be – uh, stymied pretty well here. Classic thirty to ten game. Um, what that's what about, I mean. That's what I'm saying. What do you think about the Cowboys being the like a Super Bowl favorite in terms of you know the eyes of the media? They're another team that's like Kansas City, who has just a boatload of talent on offense, and I mean like more talented on offense, I think, than than uh, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. Or even potentially even more than I don't want to say I don't want to go as far as say more talent than Tampa Bay, but they're up there. Yep. I don't know if I trust Dak yet. I mean, it, the reality is that what we haven't seen the Cowboys in the playoffs, right? Like, or or very much, right? Like, we haven't seen him. They've they've had their uh, one and dones. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they made the playoffs the last two years. I think it was the Eagles and then the football team that won the division. So I just the jury's out. I'm not ready to you know crown them, you know the winners of you know, the uh, you know their divisions. Much less well, they're they're, they're going to win the NFC East. But uh, you know the, the, I don't know if they'll win the NFC though. I just they're definitely going to win their division. They'll get into the playoffs. They've got crazy talent. Zeke is back to being Zeke. Yeah, I I just can't crown. I I wouldn't say it's a high, I wouldn't say it's a bad take. I just all don't right. know if they can be all the way up there. All right, per DraftKings, here are the five teams ahead of them in Super Bowl odds. I don't think you'll argue with any of them. Bills, Rams, Buccaneers, Packers, Cardinals. All reasonable yeah. to me. All right, now here's four behind them. Uh, this is before the huge drop-off, so let me know what you think. Ravens, Chiefs, Titans, Chargers. Bengals are even behind them. Uh, I think teams I'd put ahead are probably Ravens, Um. I want to say Chiefs, but they just look so bad. I think I'd put the Ravens and Chargers ahead of them, but that's just me. Yeah, maybe the Ravens. They're probably about right, but that's where I was kind of going, which is they're good. I just don't think I have them going, yeah, let's crown them. I think they're better teams. Um, Completely agree. But their defense, But their defense is for real, though. I think their defense is for real. Now, Trayvon Diggs may be out. I think he is out. Um, he may be out. I think he's questionable. But if only you had a quarterback all, to take advantage. Yeah. All, all in all, I think both of my unders for these nice scoring offenses are indictments in the other group, the other teams. All right. Let's head over to a game I picked two weeks ago. Currently heartbroken about. I have Packers at the Chiefs. 
I put money on the Packers <laughs> at plus three and a half before they beat the Cardinals. I was feeling so good, feeling like a champion. The Packers <laughs> got bet down to a pick 'em. I earned three and a half points. Do you know how important that is in betting? And then Aaron <laughs> yeah. Rodgers had to be immunized. He's not vaccinated. No, 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 no. He's immunized. And yeah. now he can't play. He's going to be out versus Seattle next week, too, because he's not showing up on Saturday. Like, oh, I'll play on Sunday. So annoying. Uh, seven and a half right now. The funny thing is, I think seven and a half is too much. And if I, yeah. if I was coming into this fresh, I would say, give me the Packers plus a touchdown. The Chiefs have a bad defense. The Packers will be getting Devontae Adams back. And I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Jordan Love. Excited to see him play. I, I don't know what it's going to be. He, I think he's going to be an up-down kind of guy. Like, you know, I'm going to have a beautiful dime, 30, 40-yard pass to Devontae Adams. I'm going to follow it up with two passes to the Chiefs. That kind of thing. So, but the Chiefs' yeah. offense is just a heartbreak right now. The Packers' defense has surprisingly been extremely impressive. What they did to the Cardinals... Uh, at, the Cardinals were at full strength Thursday night. Uh, Hopkins was got dinged, got dinged up in the game. But that happens. They they absolutely got pressure. They played good on the outside, much better than I expected. So seven and a half. If I had to pick a side, I'd lean there. Of course, I'm going to stay away because Jordan Love, Jordan Love. But please yeah. root for Packers plus three and a half. My wallet will thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I told you this. I texted you as of the last night, Chiefs. Like jigs up. Like, the reality is, if you don't have a running game to even take away the threat, you're not going to be able to run the air raid. You're not going to be able to throw it 50 times a game. And because guess why? Because exactly what the Giants did. They're going to sit back and play 20 yards at the snap of the ball. They're going to throw their safeties back. Tyreek's not beating you. Okay, and then what's happening is everything is kept in front, and Tyreek is going to get 18 targets and get dinked and dunked. and you know, he's going to have a great game on paper. But nobody's blessing out a 70-yard touchdown. And what happens is when you get down there, you shrink the field. Now everyone's got to play in tighter spaces. And a lot of times, if the reality is, hey, they're not going to run the ball, we're going to rush three, rush four, and sit everyone. It's called fence coverage. Literally is. Sit on the goal line, let them come to you, and you pick them up on the goal line. That's what the Giants ended up trying to do. And in reality, it worked. Uh, the only time it didn't was because Pat Mahomes scrambled in the first quarter and then found Tyreek Hill in the back. He also hit somebody in the face mask, and it went straight up in the air because he scrambled and then picked it. But that was the same kind of coverage. Not going to do anything but rush four because their O-line isn't looking great. They're going to sit in fence coverage, and they're going to put everything in front. So... That's the blueprint to beat the Chiefs. Having said that, last week I also told you I'm not betting against or for the Chiefs because as you watch them right now, their offense sucks. I don't think that lasts forever. So at some point, Kansas City is going to blow up. Or Andy Reid's going to double down and go, I'm smarter than everybody. Let's keep doing trick plays on the goal line and then throw it out of bounds. Ooh, I'm so smart. Woohoo. I, I think he's going to have a tough pill to swallow because they're, what are they, four and four now? He's going to be like, okay, you know what? Let's run the ball a little bit. Let's be more balanced. 
Because eventually, I want to get back to doing all that craziness, but I have to establish the run first. When they do that, I don't know. Will they do it? I don't know. Should they do it? Yes. And then they're going to blow up. Is that going to be this game? Your guess is as good as mine, Phil, but I will not pick either of these teams. Um, yeah, I think I remember talking about it, and my point was that they need someone like Kareem Hunt, who was obviously a phenomenal runner, but I think what he gave them more was that option out of the backfield for the big screen play. And Andy Reid was known for this pre-CEH, where he would feed his running backs, and it's what made them so fantastic to have, is as you're dropping these guys in coverage, he's like, all right, fine, play back there. We're going to get our O-line out into the open, and we're going to hit you in space. We don't care where uh, where you guys are. We'll just take those free yards. Uh, And I just don't think that they have a guy that can fill that specific role. Um, and just make teams pay for sitting back. Obviously, running the ball was one other one, but I think the screen game is something he was on, uh, Andy Reid was known for that is not showing up. And then lastly, on the goal line, if you, if you remember, like the Chiefs' goal line touchdowns, they were beautiful plays. They were the, uh, we do the read option, and then we uh, shovel pass it to Travis Kelsey cutting across the middle. Well, you can only be fancy so many times before teams catch up, right? Uh, I think their goal line issues are probably due to, like, hey, teams are, we, we know what you're going to do. We don't care if we get pressure on Mahomes uh, right away because if he starts scrambling, our DBs are five yards away. They can step up and they have someone behind them. Uh, so, like you said, I think they solve it. I just don't know when and what the next steps are. Uh, by the no, way, I- Naheem Hines just had a 40-yard touchdown uh, in the Colts game. So <laughs> my brother has him on his bench, and he just sends me a text, freaking Naheem. So just real funny stuff. Uh, by the way, did you, did you see the OBJ video, the 11-minute video? I didn't even. I saw everyone talk about it. I don't want to see that because the reality is I was a wide receiver in college. Listen, there are plenty of times where I was open where I didn't get the ball. Okay, it just it just it just happens. So foreshadowing, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to you after we finish all the games. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like I agree with you, where it's like, oh, you know, you're you're not the first read. So I look to the right. My guy got open. I hit him. No big deal. Uh, but there's yeah. a couple things that I saw in the video that I want to get your take on as a and a former college player. Okay. Um, yeah. oh, so now our last pick. I don't have it officially picked yet, but I want to. Bills at the Jags. Bills minus fourteen and a half. <laughs> So the Bills played three quarters of terrible football and they covered against the Dolphins 26 to 11. Now they get to play the Jags and the Jags are terrible. We love smacking <laughs> on Urban Meyer here just because, well, he does, based on his deserves career, it. he just deserves it. Um, so I want to I wanna take the Bills. I, like, there's nothing more to say about this game than the Bills are a really good football team and they have so much skill that they can run the score up and their defense is really good at forcing turnovers. As we mentioned before, that's a big thing defenses should do. And Trevor Lawrence loves to give the ball to the other team. So, (laughs) so that's, this is where I would, I wouldn't even take the spread here. This is another game where I may take the under because (laughs) it may be 40 to five or 40 to seven. This is, I, I, you, I may end up taking the under in there. Connor's new theory. If I think a team's going to dominate, 
If it's if it should be a double digit yeah. win, take the under. Just take the under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week I didn't take the under in the Rams versus the Texans only because like garbage time. <laughs> you know, there's going to be they got out to like a thirty to nothing lead, and then they just their starters didn't even play the fourth quarter. That total was forty seven and a half, and it was thirty eight to nothing like halfway through the fourth quarter. If it wasn't for I mean. a complete utter garbage time, that's a, that's a hit by the Rams. Yeah, and because they're going to keep their starters in, and they're not going to score, and it's going to be thirty-eight to zero, and then okay, the under hits. So yeah, I I don't know. I I, I may end up taking the under in this one too. Uh, so it turns out I was wrong. Oh, it's sorry. We have one more game with a pick: Houston versus Miami. Uh, you have the over here, Mister. I bet the unders. I, I quit the overs. I did those last week. I'm on the over now. I don't get this one. Tyrod Taylor is back. Boom. That's oh, okay. Never mind. That. I'm with you again. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is back this week. They just announced he's back this week. Tua has actually, I looked at it. I think the. He, he, he's the, been. He scored. Uh, the Dolphins have put up like more than 21 points in the last like three. Except three games, for the Bills say? game. The Bills game, they put up 11, but that's the Bills. Bills are really good. Yeah, I would say I think that was a little bit more of an anomaly. Does Houston have uh, the defense uh, that? Uh, yeah, no, they don't. The answer is no. The, the, the answer the answer is no. They don't have that defense. They don't Before have any that, defense. You're right. Twenty, twenty-eight, seventeen, seventeen. Like okay, but they they've been putting up points in the twenties, and yeah, I think Tyrod is going to be able to put up some points. They have a couple of they, they've got a couple of dudes on their team. I mean, I don't care how how old David Johnson is. The dude's still pretty good. He's still all right. Uh, they've got Brandon Cooks. Again, another reason why your slot wide receiver can't be your best wide receiver. So, killer. But, once again, we're in that same argument. But Tyrod's good. Tyrod can read a defense. Tyrod can find the open man. Tyrod can change the plays. Davis Mills is like, hey. I think we're going to run it here, but I'm not sure. Hopefully they tell me. Oh, oh no, my mic went out. <laughs> Let me just chuck it up. <laughs> Three and out, baby. Go deep. One for, Go deep. One for 50 and seven yards in the first half. Okay, Tyra's not going to do that. I think Tua is going to put up some points. I think the Texans are going to put up some points, mostly because both these guys are bad defenses. So Tyrod being back, all I can think of is those first two games when the Texans put up 48-49 with Tyrod, and then against the Browns, they had 14 points going into halftime. Into halftime. Like, so he's putting up a touchdown a quarter or a little bit more than a touchdown a quarter. Very respectable. The Dolphins' defense, they played good for three quarters last week, but I don't know what it is. They're supposed to be one of the best. Same with Washington coming in the year, and neither of them have been able to find what they had previously. Yeah. So I am I, I'm with you. I'm not gonna bet it. So listeners, follow follow Connor right off the cliff. If 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 it happens, I'll be alive. But uh I, <laughs> I, I do I do like your point on that. I think Tyrod's underrated. Um for what he provides in terms of, you know he's he's that garbage time quarterback, but I, I think he is uh exactly what you look for in a garbage but if I'm in front office, I'm like, hey, we need a guy that can make our team functional. Irod's that guy. Davis Mills yeah. makes your offense look pathetic and like it doesn't belong. All right, let's yeah. go on to our second last game. We have Falcons at the Saints. 
Saints are favored by six, totals 42 and a half. I think the total's too low. I'm never going to bet it because of Taysom Hill. <laughs> Keep forgetting the Taysom Hills. And... Tre- wait, wait, wait. Tre- Trevor Simeon, are they not playing him? I thought they were going Taysom Hill as their starter. I don't know. I don't know if they made it. In that one. I had no idea. I would rather have Trevor Simeon. I, I, truthfully, I would rather have Trevor Simeon and then bring in Taysom Hill for the, you know, the off-speed pitch, but that's my opinion. I think Trevor Simeon is a formidable starter. I think he is like a, you know, he's a Tyrod. He's a Tyrod Taylor kind of guy. Um, and for the love of God, I hate Matt Ryan. I'll never forgive him. I just, yeah, I, I, I think they keep it close. I think they keep it under the six, but they cover on a last-second field goal or something stupid like that. Uh, and that's why I won't pick uh, either of them. All right, so the one article I read said it's unclear. Or it's still up in the air. Um, yeah. But the Saints defense, I think they play better against the Buccaneers than any other team. Yeah. I'm curious if they put Marshawn on Kyle Pitts. I hope they do. If they do, I could see the undergoing in this game because... Yeah. Until Calvin Ridley comes back. Yeah, Cordero Patterson. Oh, that's what's gonna happen. They saw they saw the game film from last week. <laughs> you can almost guarantee I bet you Marshawn Lattimore is traveling with Kyle Pitts. You well, can almost then, guarantee it. Then I think I would lean the under just because I don't think the Falcons can do anything else. Yeah, Cordero Patterson, he's nice, he's a great fantasy guy, but okay, he'll get a touchdown. All right, well it's congratulations. Falcons have seven or fourteen points. It's <laughs> yeah. And then the Saints, I, I think given their offensive situation, I don't think they do well. I just think it, this is another one where uh, McVay coaches to his opponent, so he'll win this one 17-14 and be happy. So, coach to the Buccaneers last week, 136-27. Added, oh, Sean Payton. You said McVay. You meant oh, Sean sorry. Payton. Yeah, yeah, Sean, Sean Payton. So I think Sean Payton pops off, or it does not pop off because, you know, it's not a good team. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's finish up. Bears at Steelers, Monday Night Football. Who cares? The worst Monday Night Football probably in like the last like 10 years. Yeah, Steelers minus 6.5, total 40. I think I would lean under in Steelers in this one because um, Bears O-line, every time it has troubles, their offense halts. And yeah. the Steelers have a good defensive front. Uh, Steelers have a good defensive front, and you know they're all of a sudden playing well. They were, what, 1-4, and four, now they're 4-4, and four, so... Um, you know, I think Pittsburgh probably has the right number on their line, but you know, it was positive. It was nice to see Justin Fields like do something really well last week. That was but, an amazing run. I don't care that yeah. they lost. <laughs> but you just can't like, man, they're just their their offensive play calling is just so bad. I mean, they do not do anything to their strengths. Now, they activated David Montgomery off of IR today. It doesn't mean he's going to play, but they designated him for return. Khalil Herbert's pretty good. He filled in pretty well. That's what I was about to say. I mean, this is just what drives me bonkers in the NFL is, is just underutilized or incorrectly utilized guys. Like, you have Allen Robinson who has like 200 yards on a year. What are you doing? Like, you can't tell me, I get it, you're, you're making him the first read of everything. But don't just line him up outside. And, and I was thinking about this today, talking, thinking about the best offenses in the NFL. They don't come up, they do a ton of window dressing, right? When the Kansas City Chiefs are at their best, they're dressing things up. They're sending guys in motion. 
and they're making you move your eyes. They're making the defenses move their eyes and say, hey, where's he going? Okay, he's a playmaker. He's going from left to right. I got to follow him. Oh, crap, they're running the other way. Sean McVay. I, I would love to see the stat around the number of plays that he runs and the percentage of motion that he has in each of those plays. I, guarantee, and, I, I know for sure. I've seen people post things like this before. It's top five, top three, something like that. It's always one of the best. Easily, easily. And I would be willing to say offensive talent minus the offensive line, skill positions. The Bears have probably... I don't want to say a top five, but a top 10 talented skill positions of group. Justin Fields is raw. I get it. But he's athletic. He is a super athlete. Why are you not putting him in RPO positions? Why are you not putting him in, rolling him out of the pocket? Why are you trying to make him a pocket quarterback? Those are none of those things he's good at. Don't do that. You have Allen Robinson run a two-man game. One, two, oh, sweet. Nothing out of the pocket. I'll run. Sweet. Nothing is happening. That, I'm so frustrated with that because I want Justin Fields to be good. And the things that he lacked at Ohio State, which I watched all of his games, were, yes, he can't get through his progressions. Yes, he can't read a defense. Those are things that you can learn, but he's not being taught those right now. He's not getting any help. So that's what's frustrating about that. Yeah, I think the even worse part is in the preseason, every time we watched Justin Fields do something great, it was out of structure. It was, I made a guy miss. I rolled right and I dropped a dime. I I was moving. I, uh, you know, made a bad decision, but I made it work because I'm that talented. Um, And it's just annoying, like you said, to see handcuffs put on them. It's like, okay, you know, we, we want you to learn and develop this way. And I'm sure it's going to get the whole staff fired this year. And next year, uh, I would love to see a uh, Greg Roman, I think, be in Baltimore. Baltimore. Or the, or the uh, Bills uh, offensive coordinator head over there. I can't, I can't remember him. But I would just love yeah. to see someone who's like, hey, we have mobile quarterbacks who can throw. Let's, let's yeah. uh, take advantage of that. All right, let's wrap things up with my OBJ question. So I got two of them. I'll ask one, I'll ask one, you'll answer, and then we'll do the other. All right, so first of all, as a receiver, I've seen OBJ drop a lot of passes this year. If you're yeah. a receiver running a route, I, I was uh, watching that OBJ highlight film, and uh, he, him and Landry dropped a couple passes in it. Or, well, not in it, but in general for the Browns. Yeah. And I noticed that Baker is holding onto the ball a lot, making a move, and throwing. If you're running a route as a receiver and your quarterback maybe hesitates, like looks at you, hesitates for a second, and then throw. Could that get you to slow your route, take your eyes off the ball, and then cause a drop? Because it's just like, okay, he's not throwing to me for whatever reason. I'm, I'm losing my focus in the middle of my route by even like, you know, a, a split second, and that is making the difference between a catch and a drop. Yeah, so you, you hear people talk about timing routes. What does that mean? They need to work on their timing. So couple of things Some uh, the, of those uh, uh, the, for the record this is on rollouts this was a cut cu- a couple of these were on rollouts where they were open and it's like baker's rolling looking at them holding too long so i don't know which ones you're talking about in terms of the specific plays but think about a rollout a throw up the 
hey, he's going to be rolling on the run, and he's probably not going to set his feet and throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is if you're rolling out and you want to roll out, you're rarely going to go roll out and then throw back across the body all the way across the field. It doesn't happen. Point being, if you're rolling to your right, your routes are going to end up flooding to the right. Why? Because the ball is going to carry with that momentum there. Okay. So what happens is the quarterback is going to roll to his right and it's a timing thing. And if he holds that longer, what happens is a lot of times with the rollouts, you've got routes that end up going towards the sidelines. So as a defensive back, what's going to happen is if I run a corner route and that ball is not on target on time, if I burn my guy at the top of my route, I stick him at the top of my route, he's kind of opening up his hips and he doesn't have that time to undercut, which is what they're taught, which is cut the space down. Mm-hmm. And so he has time to reset his feet and underneath undercut that route if Baker holds the ball for too long. So yes, there's some validity in that timing. So what you have to worry about is, okay, OBJ's thing is I'm a wide receiver. I'm always open. That's just reality. I'm always open. Throw it to me. So if you're running a corner route, you have to trust that at the top of my route, I'm going to stick him well enough that you should be able to throw the ball on time before I'm open. Baker wants to see his guys open, which is a problem, which isn't good. If he wants to see you open, you're not open in the NFL. You have to throw them open. So that's Baker's dad's point, and that's what – uh, sorry, OBJ's OBJ. dad's point. And what OBJ is saying is, I'm open now, but you got to hit me now. Now, that being said, you got to catch the ball if it hits your hands. Okay. I don't care if you're, if it's late, if it's a timing thing, if you guys underneath you, you're OBJ, he's not. So, point being, there's a, there is some blame to go on Baker. Baker's not excused from this. But, OBJ still has to catch the ball. Yeah, he's playing with a shoulder issue, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, that can only take you so far. There's, it's just never worked because they've never been able to get the timing down. Also, second offseason here, OBJ was in ACL rehab, so they didn't have time to get any practice together, and they're trying to put it together now. Uh, the perfect example that I can tell you is Browns have a chance to win it, and I know you know exactly what play I'm talking about this past week in Pittsburgh. OBJ is running a scene. This isn't a rollout. OBJ is right up the middle. Yep. Now, Baker has to thread the needle. Baker has to thread the needle. He's got to go over top a linebacker and underneath a safety. And And in between two safeties because it was uh, In between two safeties. Yeah, so he has to go over. That's sort of like the cover two, sort of. Yeah. That's the, that's the exact exactly. day, the right play call for that because it's cover two, middle's open. They didn't tamp a two, which means they drop a uh, middle yeah. linebacker deep. They didn't do that. So he's got to lob it down. Do I think Baker could have made a better throw? Yes. Do I think OBJ catches that ball, should catch that ball? Go up with two hands and make the catch, your OBJ. I don't want to hear excuses about my shoulder hurt, Baker sucks, Baker overthrew it. That wasn't that far off to make that excuse. I, I, I think, if I remember right, he got a full hand on it, yep. meaning it wasn't like off the tip of his hands, which means usually when you try and go up and get a ball with one hand, it's like, I don't think I can get there. I'm just going to try and snag it with my fingertips. 
if it hits the palm of your hands, you can go up with two hands. I don't want to hear about, oh, it was a bad pass. And we, in college, we had, our coach would always say this. If it hits your hands and you drop it, and it's a bad ball, he would say, I don't want to hear any excuses. One of you has to be better. Mm-hmm. And that was it. We wouldn't say anything. I would say, okay, either you got to make a spectacular throw or i got to make a spectacular catch. But one of us has to be better. We hear it all the time. Baker has to be better. OBJ has to be better. I don't want to hear about how OBJ is washed up. He's not. He's just a prima donna. All right. So with that, now what if you're flinching because you know you're going to get your clock struck if you grab it? Because that, oh. that, that was my only take is – uh, I know Brady uh, brought this up previously where he's like, as a quarterback, it's my responsibility to make sure I don't hurt my receivers with a bad throw. Sure. Uh, yeah. But however, game on the line, rivalry game, you have a safety mm-hmm. coming full speed at you. If I'm OBJ, I'm just like, I'm worth $8 million. <laughs> There's There is. There's a split second business decision that you have to make. OBJ made his business decision. Yeah. Having said that, He's also being paid $8 million a year to go make those plays. So, sure, shoulder hurts, you got hurt last year, whatever. Okay, you make a business decision. Browns are also making a business decision to cut you here shortly. So, hey, business decision. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Baker's job is to keep you out of harm's way. Baker's been off this whole year. So, again, this isn't all OBJ. This isn't all Baker. Somebody has to be better, but... Good Lord, man. Like, the fact that we take no accountability at all anymore and we're just like, ah, he sucks. Just embarrassing. I think it's just an embarrassment to to wide receivers. Wes Welker made his living going over the middle. Julian Edelman, living. You think Tom would go, oh, yeah, that's okay. That was my bad. Sure, Tom would say that. And then he'd go, we catch the fucking ball. (laughs) That's what he would end up doing. So, yeah. Plus, I think uh, the rules are enough in the favor of the receiver to the point where it's like, you're going to get the wind knocked out of you. And if, sure. he, if he breaks your chest, sorry, he broke your chest <laughs> through your shoulder pad. We're going to win the game, though, because you're going to get a 15-yarder and it's spot foul. So yeah. it's balls going right there. Yeah, it's a, but I think for the most part, it's going to hurt. But step out of the game. Like, everyone will get it. Like, oh, you got your clock struck, but you got the ball on the three-yard line for the best running offense being. All right, you answered actually both my questions in kind of that discussion, so that's good. Look at that, another uh, wide receiver breakdown from Connor. So you heard it here first. It's all 100% OBJ's fault, and it's also 100% Baker Mayfield's fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you knew you weren't going to get a straight answer on either. They, they, they both suck. Trade them all. Back, back, back to that jersey with the 30-plus names on it. <laughs> all right. So that covers all of our picks, all of our breakdowns for this weekend. Uh, you can obviously, will I'll share all of our picks if we make any changes uh, this weekend on social media, as well as you can read my articles as they come out. I'll actually have a side officially posted in the Browns versus Bengals um, outside of me and Connor's just, you know, six pack of six, ah, six pack bet. So any last words, Connor? No, no. Obviously, let us know if you agree or disagree with our picks. We both went four and two last week, so uh, plan on a six and zero this week. And then, don't you know, don't want to brag all the money, but you're actually <laughs> losing money by not betting on our picks based on <laughs> our right. last week performance. <laughs> but only when we go four and two, not when we go two and four. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening.